Hello, world, and welcome to a series of unfortunate sequels, where we explore the highs and the lows of cinema's most enduring franchises. My name is John. And I'm Rebecca. And today, we're going to be talking about the highest-rated movie in the Howling franchise, The Howling. (laughs) Yeah, the very first one. One out of six? I don't know. There's so many of these, which I honestly had no idea. I mean, I'd never heard of it until you brought it up. (laughs) I'm surprised you never heard of it. I was surprised you never seen the cover, because the cover really stood out to me when I looked at it. Like, I've seen this everywhere, although I'd never seen the film before or Hmm. any of them. Uh, This one came out in 1981 and has 6.6 stars on IMDb. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well... Let me uh, let me take you a little bit through the howling. Oh, we're get- going right into the plot, eh? Um, sure. Well, I guess what do you think of it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That was just we normally like say a little bit beforehand. I was a little thrown off, you know. I don't really know. I'm I'm not like a huge <laughs> horror movie like historian, mm. so I don't know where this fell in the timeline of werewolf movies. I'm sure it wasn't the first, but I'm mm. sure. I don't know. Maybe it maybe it uh, pioneered some of the techniques that were used at the time. Yes, it seems like it definitely did. It kind of came out um, with like a slew of werewolf movies that were coming out around this time in the 80s. Um, An American Werewolf in London came out around the same time, which uh, I was yeah, I was reading some trivia about it. And I guess the uh, effects artist who did An American Werewolf in London was supposed to do this movie. But then he went off to do that movie instead, and like his student had to do this one, but ended up like going well for him, I guess. Yeah, this is obviously because it was 1981; it is all practical effects and whatnot. Yeah, I was gonna say, I, I don't. Um, I mean, I don't have a great metric to compare it by, but mm-hmm. just based on how long they lingered on the transformations. <laughs> I assume they were very proud of them, so they were probably very good at the time. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, these were definitely good for the time, and they're still okay now. They're just like, it's hard because we have such different things now. To, I, I was yawning during his transformation, I remember, because it went on for so long. I literally yawned, and I thought, like, what would the creators at the time think if, like, they just saw my fucking ass on the couch in 2021, just, like, uh... bored during, like, this massive, like kind of revolutionary moment in film (laughs) yeah but i do like movies with practical effects but i compare everything to john carpenter's the thing i think Mm. um which is better this wasn't wasn't the thing in case you were wondering yeah but here's the werewolf movie this was the howling (laughs) which you can tell because of the opening title screen which was it seemed like for all the budget that did go into their practical effects transformations that's budget that they took away from their opening credits (laughs) which basically looked like someone kind of drawing the howling like scribbling the howling in marker in front of the camera Eh, i won't judge them for that i i don't i feel like opening credits in the 80s are a special special thing some of them are very good. Yeah. Don't this... tell mom the babysitter's dead. But this wasn't one of them. <laughs> it was fine. Now, we... There was like a lot happening right here that mm-hmm. wasn't fully explained. So it took me a while yeah. to figure out exactly what was happening so I could even take notes. <laughs> Apparently, there's some murderer going around named Eddie the Mangler. <laughs> and he's just killing folk. 
ladies, I think. Yeah, killing ladies specifically. Mm -hmm. And a reporter by the name of Karen has been getting a bunch of calls from someone that they're pretty sure is this guy. And so they, she agrees to meet him under the condition. I mean, this isn't a condition with him, but yeah, she's going to go meet him, but she's going to be wired the whole time so that... Uh, the other reporters and presumably police. Yeah, they're like kind of there. Yeah. Will know what's going on and they'll be able to rush in and save her if anything goes wrong. <laughs> Immediately things go wrong. Yeah. In the way of her wire's not working great, so it's not actually <laughs> transmitting anything. And they don't send anyone in to be like, all right, call it off, just grab her. They're like, huh, well... The cops will find her, probably. They're around the area. Yeah, the cops are told, like, she's wearing lavender. There's, like, two police patrolling. They're like, oh, well, she's wearing lavender. We'll be able to find her as they're driving around. Why would you not already be prepped? Right. Like, yeah. And her husband, Bill, is kind of there in the room where they're listening to the broadcast, and it becomes clear that it's not coming through, and they're like, oh, we lost her, which has to be... The most insensitive way to say something like that <laughs> <laughs> when the husband's like, what the fuck do you mean we lost? It'd be like a doctor walking through and we'd be like, oh, we lost her. It's like the doctor. She walked out of the room. <laughs> the doctor arrested development. Exactly like. <laughs> <laughs> he appears to be dead. <laughs> yeah, And he doesn't seem to care that much. He's like mildly concerned. And like now looking back because he's literally just the worst, as you'll find throughout the movie. He was, like, not that concerned. I feel like... I mean, I compare all movie spouses to you. <laughs> and you're the perfect spouse, so I know oh, that's not fair. <laughs> but if, first, I, I think you would be very apprehensive to let me be bait for a serial killer. Yeah, I don't think I'd, I don't think I'd be cool with that. But maybe if it all seemed okay and hunky-dory, if they were like, oh, well, lost transmission, that'll probably work out. I don't think you'd be okay with that. <laughs> Yeah, he I was... feel like you'd go running out to immediately find out where I was. Yeah, that was kind of the main thing. Like when things go wrong, he's certainly upset that they lost transmission. Mm -hmm. He's like, "What kind of operation are you running here?" Yeah, does not leave to go find her at any <laughs> no. point. He just keeps finding other people to yell at. <laughs> yeah, what the hell is he thinking? Anywho, meanwhile at this meetup, she she eventually she gets in contact with him, and he tells her to meet her tells her to meet him at like a porn shop mm. so she goes there and goes into a private booth that he's marked and he goes in behind her pops a quarter into the old porno machine uh -huh. and a porno starts and I'm uh confused by this porno yes i mean it was a non-con looking <laughs> porno which exists. Yeah. But I thought this was like a movie he made about a lady he murdered. Oh. Is like what I initially thought. But no. But I'm very confused by this choice of film. Mm. <laughs> I think it was to maybe just give that feel. Okay. Like... Yeah. I mean, that was already going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> but... But then there'd be less boobs in the movie. That's so. true. We get more later and some bush. <laughs> but we no almost dicks. almost get butt, but it's we don't even it's edited just so hey. that you don't quite get any male butt. I know. They were like, ew, people don't want to see that. Show me the vagina again. <laughs> 
I don't know why I said vagina like that. I'm sorry. That's all right. I'll just remember it forever. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be giving birth. Be like, oh, it's coming out of your vagina. <laughs> remember that? <laughs> I do. <laughs> Anywho, Eddie pops into the booth, and while you know that that porno's kind of going on. She, he's like, you can turn around now. And she turns around. We don't really get to see what she sees, but she screams. And then the police who have kind of been looking for her hear the scream. And they just blind fire into that booth. Just. Honestly, I mean, yeah, it's the most realistic part of the movie. But holy crap. I do like the the cop partner. Because the cop who did it is like a bit younger. And he just like grabs his gun and starts shooting into the room. Could be shooting Karen, by the way, but he doesn't know. Luckily, he just shoots Eddie once right in the head. I was lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, his partner made fun of him for it or something. Yeah, because I think their chief was there and was like, that dude has no weapon on him, like, like completely unarmed, like, what the hell? And the, the guy was like, I don't want to look at me. Fucking ask Quick Draw McGraw over yeah, there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's about as useful as the cops get in this film, too. <laughs> yeah, and they're kind of asking her what happened after the fact that she doesn't seem to really have any memory of what she saw in the booth. So, yeah. Um, now, two of her, I guess, co-workers at the, the TV station, Chris and Terry, um, they explore uh, Eddie's house. How did Which, they know his address? How did they get there? Why aren't the police there? We don't know. Yeah, they, they they figure out where he lives and they investigate the house. They find a bunch of drawings that he's done, including one of Karen, and they take a bunch of the drawings and then they're like, this is creepy. We should get the police over here. Like, yeah, probably should have gotten them first, <laughs> yeah. but now that you've now that you've scraped the place of evidence, you should call the police. <laughs> they took like he had like all these werewolf drawings and stuff and newspaper clippings. You know, the house of a serial killer. They also kept referring to him as like a kid and a boy, and I cannot stress enough that Eddie is a grown ass man. Yep. Now on Karen's next broadcast, she's gonna be presumably telling the whole story. It's gonna be kind of an exclusive, it's gonna be a ratings high point for the channel but when she gets on camera she starts having flashbacks of the event and she freezes up and she can't speak so she gets pulled off the her her boss there is very understanding he's like oh what is she pregnant or something <laughs> maybe she's pregnant get her out of there it's like no maybe she was just cornered in a porn shop by a serial killer who tried to choke her and then got shot in the head right in front of her face or maybe she's pregnant. You know, they it elicits like pregnant it's the same. Period. Yeah, it's one of them. It's the same response either way. <laughs> now she goes to what I what I presume was kind of a work psychologist. He definitely like had done. He at least had done stories on their channel. I don't know if he yeah. was specifically work, but was he the one who's being interviewed in the beginning of yeah. the movie? Okay, that <laughs> they have like this whole fucking underlying message they're trying to have in this movie. It's like man or beast. What separates man and beast? Sometimes man is like beast. Do not tame beast. Do not tame the man beast. <laughs> I don't know if they're trying to go for like some deeper metaphor here. I'm too dumb to see it, but maybe if someone has really dissected the howling, you can explain it to me. Because it just really felt like a dude being like, sometimes we're just wild, man, you know? Which, you know... I guess makes sense from his point of view as we find out he's a werewolf later. Yeah, so <gasps> Spoilers, honey. <laughs> <laughs> so the 1981 film. It's 40 years old now. The, oh my God, that's depressing. Yeah. 
So the psychiatrist says, you know what, you need you need a week away. We're gonna we're gonna take you on a week retreat into the country. It's this nice little like commune area. It'll be great for you. <laughs> I've seen enough movies to know it will not be great for them. Mm-hmm. So they get there. She's going with her husband Bill. It's awkward immediately. Just the people there are weird. Weird shit's happening. One of the ladies there kind of pulls Karen away to give her a tour while she's gone. Bill's looking for her and he runs into a woman named Marsha. He's like, I'm looking for my wife. She's like, why? Yeah. And, and she's got like a low cut dress on. So, you know, she's a hoe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They refer to her as a nymphomaniac very shortly after oh, here. Yeah. yeah. Um, so at this point, we weren't really sure if she just really dug Bill or she just really hated Karen. I think it was most... I think at, at the end, it's most of the second one. Oh, I didn't think she'd hated Karen. I thought she just wanted to bang Bill, honestly. Oh, no, because I'm pretty sure she's she's the one who, like, brought all, like, Karen, or uh, Marsha's holding her responsible for all the attention she brought to the Eddie werewolf, who oh. was Marsha's son. Oh, my God, I didn't get any of that. What? Oh. That's Marsha's son? Yeah, it was in those personnel files that Terry was going through at the end. Oh, I missed that. Or they at least have the same last name. Maybe okay, they're maybe siblings. Maybe siblings. Because, but... yeah, she did, She seems like not that much older than him. Okay, I was wondering why they had brought Karen there and why they were trying to kill her. I was very confused. It didn't make any sense to me. Okay, now I kind of get it. It's all coming together. Uh, and there's a random old man here. The camera just keeps cutting to this dude. Yeah. And he's never doing anything. He's always just like staring into the distance or just being weird. Yeah. Finally, he's like, I'm going to end it. I'm going to jump in this fire and end it. That was a really good impression. Thank you. You're welcome. They don't let him do it. They're like, all right, let's get you out of here. Karen and Bill are obviously pretty concerned about this because an old Mm. man threatening to throw himself into the fire to end it all is kind of a big deal. But everyone's like, oh, no, that's just old man Jenkins. (laughs) Whatever his name was. Yeah, that's not his name, but I don't (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we can't let him drink. Oh, you'll be back tomorrow. He just does it for the attention. All that good stuff. God. Still reminding me of like Midsummer. Right. And just like so many times. got that vibe a lot. Yeah. And I'd been like, dude, I would have left so fucking long ago. What are y'all doing? Yeah. Now, Karen wakes up in the middle of the night to some howling noises. She tries to get Bill worried about them, too. Bill does not seem concerned about the howling noises. So she goes out to investigate. (laughs) Why? Yeah. I for like, okay. Even if werewolves, whatever, who cares about werewolves? I wouldn't be thinking werewolves now, but I would be thinking there is a regular wolf outside or coyotes. Yeah. Uh, I'm stay right the fuck where I am. Or even just dogs. There are wild dogs. Why would you go outside and investigate, you dumb asshole? <laughs> and also her husband's such a dick. He's like, oh, whatever, go to sleep. Like, I was talking to John about it during the movie. I'm like, dude, you would like never do this again. Just comparing you to every spouse. If I woke up terrified in the night, like you wouldn't just roll over and be like, shut up, you go to sleep. <laughs> like, who would do that? Shut your pie hole. Yeah. I'm trying to get some Z's here. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a uh, women in like ghost movies. A lot of times, haunted houses. Like, if your fucking spouse is like freaking out and really genuinely upset and scared. Why would you just ignore them? <laughs> like, everything's fine. No. Jesus. You know, so the movie can happen. Yeah. <sighs> now, meanwhile, Terry and Chris go to see Eddie's body at the morgue. 
But when they get there, Eddie's body isn't there. Oh, God, no. It's missing, and there's a bunch of claw marks on the inside of the place (laughs) where it was being held. They suspect somebody stole it, because they certainly (laughs) didn't just get up and walk away. And then why are there claw marks? (laughs) Well, the person who stole it um, had claws probably. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Just had claws. Really needs to get a manicure. Now, meanwhile, at the... You know, a little commune area. There's apparently been a bunch of cattle mutilations. This is brought up. We'll come up again very briefly at the end, but isn't important for most of the rest of it. Mm, yeah. Now, Terry and Chris, ha- they're, a little, they're a little suspicious about this missing body. So they go to what is kind of like an occult shop to <laughs> learn about why someone would steal a body. So I want to live here. It was in a this great shop. shop. What I really like is I think they're in New York City and I'm only thinking that because I think it's of LA, the LA actually. Is it? Then okay, well, the place is run by some guy straight out of Brooklyn. <laughs> and just imagine like a witchy shop that you would find in a movie like this about the occult, but it's run by a guy from Brooklyn. <laughs> just like this. I don't believe in this crap, but it sells. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's very good. Yeah, I love him. But yeah, they're they're trying to figure out maybe it's maybe it's uh, Satanists. Maybe they would steal body. What do you have? Mm-hmm. What do you have on here about them? Um, and I forget even what brings it up, but the subject of werewolves comes up, and they get some books on that. He tells them how to kill a werewolf. He has silver bullets. They don't buy them yet, though. Yeah, because they're not they're not sold on this werewolf hua hua. <laughs> <laughs> now, meanwhile, the husband is being taken out on like a hunt with the other Mm. kind of men of the commune Mm -hmm. he manages to kill himself a rabbit uh he doesn't he doesn't eat meat though (laughs) i can't get over this and (laughs) so he's trying to figure out what to do with the rabbit and uh, one of the creepy guys there which is not going to help a lot like every guy there is so creepy but he's like oh just give it to my sister Marsha." She'll like she loves she'll prepare it. She loves rabbit. So he's like, all right. So goes to drop it off, and so she takes it and is preparing it and seductively. Mm-hmm. And Bill's kind of uncomfortable and it's like, okay, how long is this gonna take? I might just go. And she just walks over and kisses him. And he's into it. Yeah, he's into it. But then he's like, wait, no, and pushes mm-hmm. her off and leaves. Gets mad at her. It is her fault. She shouldn't look like that, you know. <laughs> Well, she did come on to him. I know, but he still responded to it. He could have very easily been like, uh, no. She didn't, like, run over and kit. Like, it was very slow. It was very clear what she was going to do. It's not always clear. Maybe he was like, John, maybe, maybe John. he's there to feed me more punch. John. <laughs> it sounds like an excuse for something you did. <laughs> Why didn't know, honey? Someone was trying to feed me punch. <laughs> and then her mouth was in my mouth. Meanwhile... Meanwhile, he's trying to run away from the whole situation and gets attacked by a werewolf. Yes. He doesn't get a good look at it, but it bites him. Yeah, he doesn't know it's a werewolf. Werewolf. That's all I can think about. Werewolf. It's the best, like, Mystery Science Theater episode. (laughs) Now, he stumbles to the doctor's. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess he stumbles home, and then Karen takes him to the doctor, who Mm -hmm. gives him a shot. I don't know what the shot was. I assumed it was rabies. Yeah. But I, I also assume, well, because I, I assumed the doc was in on it at this oh, point, yeah, so yeah. I don't know if the shot was something that would, like, make him 
transform more or whatever. I don't know. He gets some sort of shot. Karen wants to go home at this point, and the doc's like, oh, you can't you can't bring Bill home in this condition. That's going to take a while to heal. <laughs> it's a little bite. We'll be fine. So she calls Terry and Chris, gives them the update on the whole situation. They're they're literally in the middle of like watching a special about werewolves when she calls to tell them that Bill got bit by a wolf. And like literally <laughs> as they're looking at the TV, they're like, oh, being bit by a werewolf will cause one to become a werewolf. <laughs> Now, I don't exactly remember why Chris had to stay behind, but Chris sends Terry to go help Karen and, like, kind of bring her back. Yeah. He kind of says he'll meet her out there, but I don't remember why he had to stay behind, too. To watch cartoons, I guess. Probably, because he does a lot of that. <laughs> uh, Terry gets there. He has brought, or she has brought some food for them. She brought meat, but, man, egg on her face. She totally forgot that, that, that Bill doesn't eat meat. <gasps> but wait. But wait, wait, Bill just fucking tears into this meat. Bill's eating meat now. He's eating meat now. What could this mean? <laughs> what could this meat? Uh, that night, Bill leaves his room in the middle of the night and meets Marsha <laughs> by a campfire. And they fuck yes. and kind of turn into werewolves while they're doing it. Yeah, I annoyed <laughs> is it the no dick thing well we i mean obviously i want dong dong in this movie wee wee. <laughs> <It's penis. laughs> but it's just like i don't know what a lovely way for him to turn into a werewolf he did turn into a werewolf much quicker here than we'll see in later transformations <laughs> mostly because we don't get to see the transformation we see like a oh, weirdly yeah. red silhouetted outline shadow of him just kind of morphing into a wolf yeah i mean it's starting while they're doing it and then it yeah the weird silhouette was pretty good yeah bill gets scratched oh Real yeah good yeah she also scratches him with her wolf nails on her kind of human hand <laughs> now they're not quiet about this there's a lot of wolf howls happening mm -hmm. and terry ever the ever the reporter <laughs> is audio recording the entire thing she's recording them bang but she yeah. doesn't realize it she doesn't realize it uh, the next day, she's kind of exploring the grounds, and she also notices that there's a landscape that Eddie has drawn that matches exactly with the view from an area on the commune. And she's like, uh-oh, starts putting the pieces together and runs back. Not home, though. Not home. She gets distracted a little bit and finds an old cabin and decides to explore that for a little bit instead. <laughs> Now, in here, she finds a bunch more pictures, the same as the ones they found in Eddie's apartment, including another one of Karen. Also finds a room full of newspaper clippings about the mangler, weird werewolf paraphernalia. <laughs> and then she gets attacked by a werewolf. Oh, my gosh. Who saw it coming? Not me. <laughs> she does manage to get away. She cuts the werewolf's hand off, which then turns into a human hand in front of her. That was pretty cool. Mm. It was 1981. That couldn't have been easy. That's pretty smooth. Yeah. Uh, she runs away to the doctor's office. There's a phone there. So she barges in and calls Chris on the phone, tells him everything that's going on. He's busy with his cartoons. He's watching cartoons. <laughs> about a werewolf. <laughs> or about a wolf, rather. He does ask if there's any, there's like a filing cabinet nearby that the doctor might have records of patients in. 
she says yeah so she scopes it out and read and that's where we find out that eddie is related to marcia okay um, I think I think mainly he wanted to know if there was any because they hadn't seen Eddie to this point, so mm. I think they were looking for confirmation that, that Eddie may there. have lived there. Okay. Uh, while she's doing that, she gets attacked by another werewolf. <laughs> this one is Eddie. Yes. <laughs> um, he's a wolf now. He is a wolf now, mm-hmm. and he kills her. Yes, takes a while, but it does. It does take a while. And he kind of like gently bites her neck like a vampire. It was very weird. I thought he was trying to churn her into a werewolf. Yeah, I mean, it almost looked like he just choked her and then just like, you know, nuzzled her a little bit. Yeah, (laughs) but later, like her fucking chest cavity is open. Yeah. It's weird. Very weird. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, meanwhile, Karen has noticed the scratch marks on Bill's body and is like, you fucked Marsha. <laughs> Jumps like, to that conclusion real quick. Yeah. He's like, how dare you? <laughs> and so, you know, he smacks her and then she's like, fuck you, I'm out. Mm-hmm. And then she runs to the doctor's office and finds Terry's body. Yeah. And then in uh, the quickest body swap I've mm. ever seen. She like turns around for a second and then turns back and all of a sudden it's not Terry's body anymore. Now it's Eddie lying on the table. <laughs> it's weird. And He's human now. He's human now. And corners her and turns into a werewolf in front of her. Now this is the long, long werewolf shot. Yes. Um, I think I read that at this point they were really blowing the budget a bit. And part of the reason why a lot of the shots had to be super close up is because of that. They wanted it to be longer range, Mm. like a little backed up initially, but they had to like zoom in real tight on like the chest, the hands, the throat, the face so much. There was a lot of zoom in. He probably took five to 10 minutes to fully transform the whole time Karen was just staring <laughs> just standing there at him in fear and also like does it take this long every time to turn into a werewolf and is there under the surface of their skin popcorn popping the whole time because oh, just... there's literally this I think the sound that they use was they recorded popcorn popping in the microwave as like there's bubbles under the skin and, almost assuredly yeah yeah, but she's just standing there the whole time. And then once he's done transforming, then she attacks. <laughs> yeah. And Karen att- is the most useless motherfucker in this movie because she's a woman in an 80s horror film. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, she does throw something on him. We're not entirely sure what looked like pee, but it burned real good. So Yeah, I think I'm sure there was a label. We were just so mad that she was standing there for so long. And that we had to sit there for so long. Yeah. And she runs away. She almost escapes. She makes it to her car. But before she's able to turn it on, some of the other folks from the commune are like, hey, little missy, get on out of there. And they've got guns. So <laughs> We've been waiting for you. They bring her to what I have dubbed the Revelation Barn. Where they're, <laughs> they're just going to explain everything now. Yeah. Um, essentially, this was a commune set up by the doctor for werewolves because he believed that they could you know they didn't need to hunt humans they could kind of change their ways he'd set up cattle for them to feed on and they could just live here peacefully 
without you know being hunted or mm-hmm. anything like that they're tired of this shit they don't want to be tamed they want to be out there hunting <laughs> clearly because eddie was just roaming around the city slaughtering people yeah so marcia turns on him the rest of the werewolves kind of follow it's their rodeo now <laughs> luckily chris shows up just about now he has on his way here stopped by that occult shop picked up all the silver bullets yeah and so he's going to take his rifle go to the doctor's office he sees terry and then a werewolf comes and just immediately disarms he him he doesn't see terry actually Terry is oh, at that's the true. Revelation they, Barn. He just sees the blood. Mm-hmm. And then hears, I guess her death was recorded. I don't know how that happened. I don't remember. There was like a split second scene of a werewolf pressing the record button as soon as Terry started calling. Oh, I think I missed that. I don't know why he did it, but. At no point, by the way, does Chris mourn his dead wife, who was ripped apart by werewolves. Nope. I mean, I know a lot happens. He was busy, but he was never sad. He was never like, I can't believe this happened. He had no time. <laughs> he had to shoot werewolves. Yeah, it was wild. Although not quite yet. Before he shoots werewolves, he's going to get his gun taken away by a werewolf. Oh my god, instantly! And luckily the werewolf doesn't realize there's silver bullets in there, so he just gives the gun back and is like, go on, shoot me. You won't. I dare you. I actually don't. I think this is kind of funny. I Like, I could see that happening with some cocky werewolf being like, yeah. fucking bullets can't hurt me. Here, do it. It'll be hilarious. But then he dies. Yeah. He does it. He dies. Yeah. So then he goes to the barn, shoots a few more werewolves. He shoots the doctor. The doctor seems very happy to not be a werewolf anymore. (laughs) And the rest of the werewolves are a bit scared now that they know that he's got silver bullets. So they kind of back into the barn. So he barricades the door and uh, sets off burning the barn down. And (laughs) you know the only way to do this. You got to just cover all of the bricks in in now, gasoline you have to walk past the wooden door yeah and then cover the side of the brick barn house with gasoline it's the only way to see otherwise the fire won't start <laughs> you gotta start with the brick i guess it did start you know he had the right idea yeah the, the barn goes up very nicely now they finally manage to drive away but they're blocked by the sheriff of these parts who is also a werewolf <laughs> he shoots their car once and it explodes he shoots it a few times and it was shot before i think by some people but yeah it's pretty wild i'll give you two he shoots it twice and it explodes <laughs> and luckily they managed to get a shot off on him too so they try to steal his you car s- you say they it's chris like throughout <laughs> this whole scene of them running away chris keeps giving karen the gun so he could drive the car and stuff like that while she's hyperventilating and being completely useless and she shoots the gun like once or twice and like either misses entirely or shoots in a way that that doesn't harm the werewolves just wild wildly off yeah shots. and then the chris has to grab the gun from her and get all of the kill shots every time Oh my god, it is just it reminded me of this movie that I watched from Mystery Science Theater called Horrors of Spider Island. And in it, like this like, I don't know, these group of women who I think they're probably beauty contestants or something, crash onto this island, and there's one man and he has to carry all of the women out of the water and into onto the land because they're all like, oh, 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 I can't walk. And they're all just like damsels and flimsy. Oh my god, I couldn't take it. But that's what this reminded me of. She has no agency in this, she never fights back. She never really shoots anybody. 
she doesn't kill any of the villains. She should have been the one to kill Eddie. That would have been nice. That would have been. It would. Good, it would make catharsis. sense if you. Yeah, if you're writing a movie, your protagonist kills the villain or something overcomes the villain in some way. She doesn't. She doesn't even have a confrontation with Eddie. She sprays him with that pee liquid. Anyway, we're not done with the movie yet, but we're almost done. Their car explodes and they drive Car away explodes. With a different car. Now they steal the sheriff's car, but they're beset with werewolves. And I don't know why it won't start. Yes, yeah, suddenly the sheriff's car, which worked fine seconds ago, now won't start. I think it's like put in some, I don't know, like it's, he has to change the gears or something. And I understand that he's panicking. You wouldn't necessarily, you know, you might fuck that up, but. I don't yeah, know. He will fuck it up, apparently. Yeah, but they do get away. But not before a werewolf mm. makes it into the car and bites Karen. Yeah, on the shoulder. They shoot him. They shoot a lot inside the car. I feel like they were couldn't hear very well by the end of this movie, but they don't explain. Yeah, that. they should have been very deaf. <laughs> and that was a uh, that was her hubby, Bill. Yeah, He's Bill just, Bitter. Yeah, Bill Bitter. Bill Bitter, as we call him. Yeah. Now, they decide the world needs to know about this, but they can't just tell people that werewolves are exist. People are going to think they're crazy. They need to prove it. So they decide they're going to do a final broadcast, which is posed as, uh, you know, Karen's going to tell all basically on air. She's got a teleprompter. It's all ready. But she and Chris have their own ideas. So they've got their own script. And she gives a an excerpt from the the doctor's book about taming man, man and beast all and this shit some beasts are mad some matter beasts beast man beast man <laughs> and then she turns into a werewolf on live television <laughs> kind of she turns into a, a pomeranian <laughs> like an ewok yeah like her face is flat she doesn't get the snout it was like they wanted to make a girl werewolf look she's cute but yeah you're right she looks like a fucking pomeranian <laughs> i'm not even kidding like it would have been so much cooler if she just looked like a badass werewolf and then she gets shot. Yeah. Chris shoots her. They had it, like, planned, obviously. But I hate that, too. Fuck this movie. <laughs> she, doesn't have, she doesn't do anything. Then she gets turned into a werewolf and shot. But at least now everyone knows that werewolves are real, right? <laughs> Wrong. Of course they don't. They flash to a bar where a bunch of drunk people are immediately like, man, the things they can do with special effects nowadays. <laughs> But also at this bar is Marsha. She would like a burger. Rare. <laughs> the end. Yeah. Um, I'm like thinking now what it would look like if someone legit ass turned into a werewolf, you know? It would not look like the special effects in this movie. I feel like you would be able to tell if someone was actually turning into a werewolf. At least like... In the 80s. Maybe now they could probably do a convincing enough transformation. But in the 80s? No. Clearly yeah. this Especially is not like real. Especially like live too. Yeah. <laughs> but they are drunk. That's fair. The kids believed it. Yeah. And so that's how, all that matters. How did you feel about the howling? Um, I actually knew nothing about it going in. Did you not know it was about werewolves? I I mean, te assumed. <laughs> technically I didn't, but yeah, I did assume yeah. based on the scratch mark on the cover and the fact <laughs> that it's called The Howling. <laughs> could have been about doggies. You know. It could have been about, I mean, it kind could of been is about doggies. A talking dog movie, you know? <laughs> Again, it is kind of a talking dog movie, <laughs> in a way. Um, 
Yeah, it was all right. I mean, it was the the practical effects were were pretty cool. Um, it was there was definitely like you mentioned Midsommar. Um, the music and sound effects of a lot of the scenes of the groups together were very, very that. And that was that was pretty neat. It gave you a very uncomfortable kind of culty feel. Mm. That was pretty cool. Um, I know we were both hoping that Chris and Terry would get out of it alive and be the <laughs> heroes because we liked them. But alas, Terry bit it. Yeah, but Chris didn't seem to give a shit. So maybe they weren't the cute couple I thought they were. <sighs> yeah. No, I don't know. I didn't really care for this. I felt like um, I like character driven things a lot and I didn't feel anything from any of the characters here really except like Terry and Chris were the best characters but they weren't even that great still. The protagonist is a puppet. I think you could have replaced her with like a dog and it would have been the same movie. <laughs> like you, could, you could have replaced her with just about anything and it would have just been the same movie. It doesn't matter. Um, they did replace her with a dog. At the John, <laughs> a Pomeranian specifically. Like, just imagine the Pomeranian with a little pink bow in their hair, and like that's what she fucking turns into. I'm surprised there wasn't a pink bow in her hair after she transformed. Oh, that would have been great. I'm sure it's photoshopped somewhere, and if not, you can do it, honey. <laughs> that would have like pushed it right over the edge into satire, and that would have oh, been delicious. Oh, I would have loved it if it did something like that. Yeah, I'm I'm sure there's maybe there's a deeper meaning in this movie. Maybe there's not. Maybe it's just supposed to be a fun werewolf movie. The effects were okay, but it was mostly just like dumb in a not fun way for me. And yeah, I don't like it when your main female protagonist has no- nothing. She does nothing. She does nothing in this whole fucking movie. She doesn't do shit. She doesn't do anything. So yeah, that's how I felt about it. I'm so excited. For the lowest rated one. <laughs> like, What's that? So excited. Do you know anything about it? Do you know do you I just know, know the rating. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. You mentioned this was the lowest So one, right? horrendously low, and I can't wait. Um, I feel like it's just going to be so bad. So, so bad. There's definitely going to be wine involved for me. I think a lot of times when we do the lowest rated ones, and I know it's going to be terrible, I need to grab a drink. I feel like when we watch lowest rated horror movies, they make up for... Or, like, they attempt to make up for lack of quality with extra nudity. Do we think that's going to happen in this one, too? <laughs> Probably. Let me, like, check the year it came out. Because a lot of these movies, I was expecting some of them to be a bit newer. But I feel like the Howling films actually really came out. There was, like, a tight three years where the Howling was the shit. And they got, like, seven kind movies. <laughs> period. So, yeah, the Howling 2 came out in 86. Then there was 87, 88. 90, 91, 95, and 95 is the one we're going to watch. So it's possible that there's going to be more nudity. I think it's just going to be like, I'm expecting something like the lowest rated leprechauns, where it's kind of like they tried to explain things that didn't need to be explained. Or the monster's not even a werewolf this time around. It's a leprechaun. They take away like what was quote fun about it. I'm expecting more um not practical yeah. <laughs> CG <laughs> effects. Maybe not. Maybe they'll stick to practical effects, but ninety-five, I think they would have been leaning towards CG a bit too, and that yep. they would be really, 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 really terrible, which will be great. Or they'll go around it and not show transformations at all, which is Ooh, possible. A lot of shadows. 
Mm, yep, shadows, stuff like that. Howling in the distance, mm. etc. But yeah, yeah I think I this will that. be fun. So what would you rate the Ooh. howling? I would rate the howling um, five howls. <laughs> Why why five specifically? I don't know. It was just a number that popped into my head. There's no deeper meaning to what I what I do. Just like there's no deeper meaning to this fucking movie. I would rate it a Terry because she was great and she cut off someone's arm. Um, I'm gonna subtract Bill because gosh, what an awful abusive husband. I don't think we needed him. I am gonna add a Marsha because honestly. Like, what an idol. What an icon. She can get it. Yeah, she can definitely get it, too. <laughs> and I'll subtract Karen. Because we didn't need her, apparently. And I didn't really understand the purpose of Karen. <laughs> what would you rate the Howling? I would rate the Howling mm-hmm. one 20-minute werewolf transformation. Oh, God, yeah. And one talented artist werewolf. Yeah. It's pretty good. Who? What would his stage name be? Pane? Is that? All right. What else? Is there anything there? (laughs) Vincent Van Dog. Ooh, that one's pretty good. Nice. Yeah. Um, And then I would uh, add some some racy werewolf sexy scenes oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> i was offended <laughs> and yeah i would just add on top of that too just a sweet ass occult bookshop Ooh, that was a good bookshop i would go there so fast it was very cool it had, it yeah. had one of those sliding ladders and everything mm-hmm. so you know it's good i want a sliding ladder in my library <laughs> And old werewolf books. Or werewolf. Werewolf. You've never seen the Mystery Science Theater werewolf. <laughs> you owe it to yourself to watch it. <laughs> but thank you for listening to us diss this classic 1981 horror film. As I like to diss it, it, 80s movies that I was anticipating that ended up disappointing me. <laughs> we'll just add this one to the list. All right. Well, until next time. Watch the best. And save the rest for us. Oh. I knew you were going to do it. (laughs) We didn't even plan that. Mm.